I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to the Featured Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today we're talking about season two of Ajin. Uh, this was your choice, if I am not mistaken, sir. It was my choice. I feel like I didn't have much of a choice, but I wasn't too mad at it. I felt very drawn into the story, and it was a, it was very troublesome for me in the, with my addictive personality, at the very least, to stop when I knew there was a second season. Yeah, I, I get that. That's understandable. So the producers for it were Toho Animation, King Records. Uh, the source was obviously a manga. The genres have not changed from season one, so it's action, horror, mystery, sending, and supernatural, uh, with the studio being polygon pictures and it actually came out october 2016 all the way through december 2016 and it ran for 13 episodes i'd like to make a correction if possible i do not believe it was a horror i think it was a psychological thriller i guess might be a good way to put it but it was it, it there was no horror at all yeah so much like season one season two i definitely would class not classify this as a horror or mystery in that regard, because there is no mystery about it. You know exactly what's going on. There is nothing for them to really figure out in terms of a mystery, at least traditional mystery or what I would consider to be a mystery. Anyways, fair. I agree with you. I agree with you. It was more psychological than anything else. The biggest, baddest. Oh, no, this could really mess my psychological mount, like person up. It wasn't even that bad. So. There was, it was interesting that uh, for some of the questions, or at least a couple of the questions that we did have for season one, did actually get answered in season two. However, I was left with even more questions beyond that. I would say that you and I could probably make a decent anime if our, I'm not going to call them predictions, but our complaints were heartily and readily um, answered and to what I would consider to be a satisfactory degree, at least the points I made. I agree the points you made kind of were unfortunately left to a myth- to a mythical season three that might never come. Yeah. <laughs> it's four years later. I'm not seeing too much development here. Yeah, I, I don't ever see season three ever coming around. But to my credit, I did call out saying that Sato had trained extensively for his Ajin. And that really came to fruition, especially around like episode 10, 9, 10, where he said, yeah, I practice. So while even though he was knocked out after his uh, his uh, IBM, his ghost or whatever you want to call it, was summoned, it was semi-autonomous and was able to basically reset him so that way he can continue on. Which, again, which I said, he had trained extensively to make sure that he could continue on to put himself in the best possible position. But also, you ended up, during this uh, season, getting a little bit of a background, just a smidge of a background 
for Sato, a little bit for Izumi as well, which was pretty interesting. By a smidge, at the very end, you had a smattering of, we'll throw this in to keep people happy. And I mean, it, it did kind of make me happy. I'm not going to lie. I, I liked how full circle the story actually came. Um, but it, it also answered another one of our questions. Like, what is it? It kind of didn't, but it did at the same time. Because Sato is one of the guys from America that actually captures the very first Ajin we see. And he's got a massive scar on his face. But when we see him later on in life, once he realizes he's an Ajin too, the scar is gone. All of his imperfections have been healed. Wouldn't that be kind of cool if he had like a hip replacement that when he died, we got rejected? Oh, Ooh. that would, that now, would. However, we don't know why that scar disappeared or if any perfections or anything like that really truly disappeared. Now, again, like to your credit, all those gains that the guys were doing while they were working out, those are technically injuries. Who's to say <laughs> that he hasn't had his head chopped off before? Oh, he absolutely has. He abs a hundred percent has. That's why he's able to psychologically mess with somebody that met that that much. And that's why when he actually gets his head chopped off, it isn't even uh, it's uh, it's frustrating how little of an issue it actually is. Yeah. Like they built this up. They Oh, if you chop your head off, you'll go insane. This will happen. This will happen. You won't know it's you. He had his head literally chopped off. And within what? 10 seconds, a new head grew. And he was like, I'm not even going to acknowledge the head that's still there on the ground. Yeah. Like. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely get it. It doesn't answer your question. If you chop him in half, what happens? Yeah. I mean, like, I guess, honestly, at that point, it would just take whatever side, even if it was off by a millimeter and just go with that half and make it grow. Fair, fair. I realize they're like you, just like you said, if, even if it's a millimeter off, it's it's going to regenerate the, the millimeter side. But what happens if you're able to like, how does the body know which one to keep and which one to discard? Right. It's frustrating because they never explain it, you know? Yeah, no, exactly. It's, I mean, like they, they stay, all they state is, uh, the bigger half will regenerate what's missing. If the bodies can't be fused together or brought together, but also at the same time, like I kind of get it why they're not going to go into that kind of depth. I mean, like half this show doesn't make any sense. I mean, if, if anything, they stayed consistent in terms of animation too, from season one to season two. So he's had crappy animation in season one, and then you still had crappy animation in season two, which did not help the case overall for this show. If anything, it, the story was still great. Yeah. Just made me appreciate the story that much more. Yeah. And it's not that I'm saying they should have done something better uh, with the story. The story was great on its own. I mean, like, heck, to have a story such as this, be able to carry bad animation like that. It's amazing. Yeah. But the fact that you had to rely solely on the story to carry it is pretty bad. You know, it makes me think of it. It it was predictable, but it, it, it played out like a book. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I was. I think the animation was absolute dog crap, but the story played out in my mind and my mind enhanced what I was seeing. Kind of, you know? Yeah, no, I get it. I, I completely get what you're, where you're coming from on that. One of the characters that they actually kept 
helped uh, help kind of further along the story, even though I didn't like him, uh, Nakano. He was truly one of the most annoying and aggravating characters simply because of his personality. I did not care for him one bit, but also because of him, or they used him as a catalyst to also help uh, answer the question, because I had said in season one, when we were talking about it, at least during for season one, that not everyone has learned how to be able to summon an Ajin or that uh, uh, black ghost, so to speak. And that was confirmed when Nakano was told by Ogura that it's because he either hasn't died enough or he hasn't generated enough matter for him to be able to summon one. And the fastest way for him to be able to do that is to die. And then you that comes into play later on down the line when he actually learns or he's able to summon one even partially at the end. But again, that was so cookie cutterish. It was almost disappointing. Right. But it, it did play to the fact that I was right. It's like, yeah, everyone can create one. It's just a matter of them chance or them put into a situation where they can. What's interesting is, is for Kai, uh, Ki or Nagaya, uh, Ogura asks him how long he's actually been an Ajin, which means not everyone is an Ajin the whole time. Yeah. Like you have to die to become an Ajin, which is kind of weird because he created a ghost. Oh, plot twist. Could you imagine if he was a stillborn that regenerated as an Ajin? That would be interesting. That's that's one of the things that's really got my fascination because it asks him, like, how long have you truly been an Ajin? And it's like, well, that's weird to say. That is really unique. I mean, like, because of the amount of black matter, so to speak, is just so dense and so prolific that that it's even... That even gives Sato pause, which honestly, Sato's name, a real name is I can understand why he decided to go with Sato. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Sato's original name, his real name is Samuel T. O'Brien. You can't get more American. Straight up. Can't get more American. Which would explain why he was in. Can't get more Irish. Well, that that too. But he was in the American army or, or he was in the military. I don't know if it was the army or not because he was in a helicopter when we saw him at the very end, but he was obsessed with games and it, uh, God, that part annoyed me more than I would like to admit because for him, for, for his whole drive is to play a game. And the only game he ever played was like Donkey Kong. I had a handheld version. Like what? I respect the thing where he was like, I'm not going to kill people who like don't want to kill or who are not going to kill me. It's not fun. This whole thing is fun. He he calls out excitement. I want, I want it to be exciting. I want to have a thrill. And for him being killed or being attacked and overcoming that is a thrill for him. And I'm glad that they helped further clarify that he did have military training as well, because he's too good. Otherwise, yeah, he, he is too good otherwise, but you know, again, it, it goes to show, I mean, like at least they did close up a couple of, loose ends in that regard. It's like, okay, well, how did he get this good? Or or how is he like this? Because I, we had both said he had to have had some kind of training before because when he went into the building to get key and he chopped off his own arm and he had that kind of tactile mentality, it's like, he did not just come by that on his own. He had some extensive training. 
Yeah, it was insane. Every fight scene he's in, you just see his dominance. You see his superiority, and it's it's almost frightening. Granted, they're trying to make him into a big bad guy. I get it, but there's a limit. Come on now. Yeah. Now, what I really thought was awesome, the thing I really enjoyed, is you and I were spot on with our predictions, with our complaints, with our hopes for season two. Yep. The human best friend came back. Yeah. And not only that, he was helped with the one Ajin you said was like, oh, yeah, it's got wings. You pointed that out. And then the dude was like, yeah, I can help. Granted, went through a pretty messed up situation. Weird, bad situation. But yeah, they showed an Ajin with wings, which was never explained as to why it's so unique. And they showed him being like, hey, I realize I'm in I'm in juvenile hall. Because my friend abandoned me, but he's still my friend, and I'm gonna save him whenever I can. Yep. And when sh- when, when when shit went sideways, and everyone was like, "Hey, if Ajin are monsters, their family must be monsters too. Let's go kill the family and the 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 everyone associated." His friend was like, "I know what's gonna happen. I need to go save him. Hey, I need your help." Yeah, exactly. It was awesome. It was. It was really awesome. And it was also very predictable that his friend would end up showing up, too. It was great. It was a great point. Don't get me wrong. And it was a cool spot where it was going to be, but also it was kind of predictable. And the same thing with him just totally abandoning his friend again. It was like when they passed by the motorcycle, I instantly knew it was like, yeah, he's going to abandon his friend again. And then 30, not even 30 seconds later. Yep. He's abandoning his friend. Taken off. I'm just waiting for season three because you know it's coming. You know it's coming. Now, we don't know, sadly. You ne- My heart says it's coming. Well, your heart but, says it's coming. You know, Mine says it's not. I will forever be disappointed because of it. That's that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. As cookie cutter as it was. See, here's why I'm a little frustrated would be a good way to put it. Because I'm happy that it was cookie cutter and very obvious what was going to happen with his friend made me feel good i was very upset that the the bad guy was so cookie cutter was so two-dimensional i'm it was it's a it's a fresh air that they're like oh yeah he's not doing it for a nefarious purpose he just wants to have fun all right fine i get that that's kind of a really evil and messed up thing to do to be like i want to have fun i'm gonna go kill people yep okay you know to each their own people like different things and it could have been to where he was part of he was being tortured essentially from the UN from the United States and he escaped via his black ghost because he seemed pretty he seemed pretty high up and he wasn't stupid. So it's possible that he already knew he was an agent before he died, you know? Yeah. In the in as far as military training goes, he could be practicing practicing with it. Because just like just like um Kai, Kay, Kai, Nagaji. Yeah, uh Key. Yeah. Just like he said he's an immortal soldier can't die all you need and what we find out later the biggest difference between sato and everyone else is the experience battle experience to be exact yep and i thought i thought the climax which you know the story up to that was really good and the way that they executed everything seemed flawless a little too flawless but the fact that they're like from season one oh yeah when an Ajin is under duress, he can summon more than one ghost at a time. 
at the time of his death, and we call that a flood. Well, guess who summoned the flood? Who wasn't dead, who didn't die. He was just under extreme emotional duress. Yeah. And as uh, as they're just sitting there and they're like, oh, there's a crap ton of ghosts popping up one right after the other. They're all just like, wow, he's doing it. What? And and, uh, and uh, Nagi is sitting there. He's like, I don't get what's going on. He's looking around really confused. And uh, I don't know. It was it's just it was anticlimactic is what it was. It was anticlimactic. Yeah. It was I, I had such higher hopes for for it as a whole. And then it just like it, it's like kind of there. Everyone's just kind of standing there and like it gives a resolution. And that's how Sato ultimately gets his head cut off was from the flood of the uh, Black Matters there. But ultimately, it was not satisfactory. He was just very not he was uh, perturbed. He was angry. He was upset. Kasato was about to chop off his head and he just goes, I will find you and then I will kill you. And it's like, okay. And then at that point, that's when it happens. That's when the flood comes. It, it was, it was anticlimactic. I, I expected something bigger to happen at that point for the flood to actually come in, like his sister get murdered or, or he's about to kill his sister or something like that. Make, give it a real reason to have this emotional flood and instead, it's just, eh. Yeah. The one I expected Demi get the flood on was the fight right before that when he was under extreme mental duress. When Sato's like, everyone you know is going to die. And you're like, well, crap. That ain't right. And they're going to die because of you. Or they're dying because of you. Yeah, that to me was more mentally damaging than I'm going to chop your head off. Yeah, because I know I'll come back. So, I'll come back. Now, I do. I got a question about that. At the very end, Sato is killed many times and he is subdued and taken prisoner, right? Yep. How did he get a bomb in him? How did he get a bomb in himself? Yep. Well, his entire body wasn't destroyed. I get that. Does that mean like he ate a bomb? Because his head was chopped off and it looked like he clamped his teeth together. No, he was I just be grinning. Uh, he had to do with some somewhere in particular on his body, somewhere else on his body in particular. But even then, at that point, when you're shot by a barrage of bullets, you would think that that explosive would be, you know, destroyed. Your body would not only be reset, anything you were holding, anything that was, I don't know, implanted in your body probably would have been kicked out. Because they also say that the Ajin is somehow able to generate from nothing all the nutrients. So if they die from starvation, they come back fully, not full, but like, without any negative side effects. Yep. Wouldn't that also mean that let's say you were sick or you had something stuck in your body when you come out, when you come back alive, that stuck thing would no longer be there in theory. In theory. But again, I mean, like when you got a plot matter ghost walking around with you, yeah. you don't need much else. He's got plot goo just dripping out of him. No, 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 no. He's got plot matter. It's those uh, black matter ghosts that follow him around, except it's a uh, plot armor for him. In case you forgot several times. Yeah. I do like that. They definitely clarified also in this, that just because you can't see him doesn't mean that you can't take steps to make it so they can be seen. Ergo, white powder thrown on him. He can be seen. Yeah. He'd be a lot scarier if you had white powder thrown on him. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Very similar to, um, 
a specialized unit for them. Yep. And a specialized unit that was kind of hidden from the rest of the world that was like, I think it's time for us to deploy. Let's go deploy. And yeah, I feel like I was a little disappointed by that whole thing. Uh, I was too. Uh, I mean, this show as a whole, it did answer questions. It did, did give a conclusion or resolution to some side of it. But ultimately, it just it left me one unsatisfied with the ending. It left me with more questions than what I had before, and I feel like I was cheated too as a whole. On top of it, it's even worse than that. They did an egregious affront to all gamers. Oh yeah, which gamer do you know after playing it on hard it was like the second playthrough is even better? No, it's not. Once you beat it on hard or veteran or hell mode, you're good. Like you're not going to want to redo it on that level. I remember you and I used to play Halo. This is a throwback way to way back in the day. We love, well, you loved and you gave me the appreciation of how much time and effort went into just even the most minuscule parts of this game. The backgrounds glint in the light, depending on what time of the day in game you're at. Like it was genuinely amazing how much detail you get put into that. But, you and I would play on hard mode, veteran, the hardest one available. Legendary. Until we beat the game. Legendary, yeah. Just straight up from game one, from from the minute start, you go legendary. You beat it on legendary. You've got all your achievements. Now you go on rookie mode so you can just appreciate it all. Yep. There was even, oh God, what was it? Um, Grunt party or something like that. You go to a specific <laughs> door. And yeah, that's a... like uh, No, it was season... It's a Halo 3... And grunt party was a skull that you get from a grunt. And basically you shoot a grunt in the head, a giant confetti pops out, a bunch of confetti pops out. And then you hear a bunch of people yell, yay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was awesome. That's appreciation and that you don't do on hard mode, you know? Yeah. You, you, if you're doing it on hard mode, you're doing it for the challenge and to appreciate it. But you're you're mainly doing it for the challenge of it. If you're not playing it on hard mode, I feel my personal preference. You're playing it on normal. You're playing it on on anything below the hardest level of difficulty. You're there to enjoy it yep. and to and to peruse through what's there to find all the little uh you know the all, all the little cookies that are in there the all the little you know nuances that that people are or things that were left in there for you to be able to find Easter eggs. Exactly. And yeah. And that's what I feel like you should do when you're not playing it on the hardest difficulty. I mean, like granted the second playthrough usually is an increased difficulty. There's a lot of games that are out there that have, uh, increased difficulties for a second playthrough. Uh, just to name a couple off my head, borderlands two, borderlands three, the witcher series. And it's harder on the second time through, but also at the same time, it gives you different challenges for it as well. I mean, like it also gives you an option to play through it differently, take different avenues than what you would. But yeah. for that second playthrough, you're also not starting over from square one. You're starting off with all the same gear, all the level, you're the experience and everything, and it's carrying over with you. For this guy, for Sato, he doesn't give a rat's crap about anything. And he's just doing it just because it's like second playthrough. Ha, 
now I'm going to be able to do this. And it's like, well, what are you going to do? I mean, like what's, what's there to gain from you yeah, for the isn't. quote unquote second playthrough? You're still on, technically on the first playthrough. There is no ending. You, what are you going to do? Go back and assassinate 14 more people and then hold the country hostage for 30 seconds again, just to try and get the cowboy standoff that you wanted, that you ended up not getting. Yeah. It was frustrating. Like I still don't fully grasp what his intention was. Does that make sense? I, like, no I feel one like has, he had a bigger- no one had an idea of what his intention was. And the only uh, intention he had was to have fun. I love how specific that is. I mean, like that's all it basically was. He was there for the excitement. I don't know. Maybe because he was part of the military beforehand. Maybe he had some some weird experiments done upon him when they found out what he was. But like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what would draw someone to that that length. Well, I think I think that's about all we can really put into this without going back and forth. What about you? I I think you're you're right. So I mean, like, there's no better spot than right here. So on a scale of up to ten, sir, how would you actually rate this? Do you ever remember what I rated the first season at? Eight. Eight. Second season's not an eight, my friend. No, it is not. Uh, I'm going to say the second season was disappointing. So I'm going to say uh, I'm, I'm hovering between four and five. Um, you know what? I'm going to say five. Okay. Because it wasn't the worst thing we've seen at all. The story was still good. The story was still very good up until the last two episodes. It was very appealing. It drew you in and then it just slapped you in the face. So five. All right. So you're, you're going with the five. Yep. I'm actually going to be a little bit more generous than you. I'm going to go with the six. Okay. Why? I'm going with the six because it did answer some of my questions and I am going to remain hopeful that there will be a season three, even though it left it with an open ending. It did did kind of guide you in a conclusive ending where basically this will continue on because he cannot die. And he basically uh key is being called back. So that way he can continue his fight against Sato. I mean, like basically they can't die. So it is basically an endless loop where they will continue to fight each other until one of them ba- naturally give dies from old age. I would assume. I don't know. I mean, or, or color me just suspicious, but they throw Sato down that well that has no oxygen. So it's a perpetual cycle of him dying. True. That is a possibility too, but no, we'll never know because I doubt there will be a season three. I believe uh, next week's choice is yours. You good, sir. It is my choice next week. And you know what? Yeah. So next week we're actually going to watch a movie and it's going to be uh, one of the ones I actually talked about. Uh, during your uh, pick, which is Perfect Blue. Oh, right. So my choice is going to be Perfect Blue. It's a movie that came out in the late 90s. It oh, right. released here in the U.S. in 99. Came out a couple of years earlier than that. It is uh, about an hour and 20, hour and a half long. Uh, this is definitely a trigger warning for this one. There are, from personal experience from watching this, there are rape scenes in this there are and this is definitely very much a psychological drama horror type movie it sounds like it if there's gonna be rape scenes in it uh but it is a great movie nonetheless and again it's it's by uh satoshi khan which is the same director for paprika which was in both our opinions a great movie 
So I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing yeah. what you think about it. And I would love to hear what everyone else thinks about this movie too. Uh, so feel free to reach out to us and let us know what you thought of our choices, what you thought of Aja and what you think about perfect blue. You can reach out to us on Twitter at those anime guys featured. I am a podcast on Facebook. If you're listening to this on YouTube, go ahead and leave a comment. Don't forget to like subscribe everywhere. You can find us. It will help us out in terms of discoverability. And you can also email us at featured anime podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to join the water conversation or join in randomly butchering a song for no apparent reason, like we recently did on, on our discord, join us there. We, we would love to have you be a part of the conversation and the fun on there until next time. I'm Jack and I'm making my way downtown. <laughs> I'll be Rick. We'll see you next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better. Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 